Alrighty, hello everybody, my name is Ben Schluter, and welcome to a special presentation of Goal to Go. And, uh, well, I really don't know how to introduce this, except that this is an interview of uh, someone who reached out to me after the most recent episode of Goal to Go, um, where I, at the end of it, talked about the NIL deals with Max and Bet in the state of Colorado. So, um, if you would please introduce yourself. Hey Ben, thanks for having me on. My name is Doug Turfer. I lead brand marketing and communications for MaximBet. And interestingly enough, why your tweet caught my attention is obviously you tagged us, so so we saw it. But also, Louisiana has a ton going on with with NIL and with sports betting and the legalization of of sports wagering in your state, the renaming of uh, the Superdome as Caesars, and obviously what's happened recently at LSU and your campus with Caesars. So very topical I think to where you are and I really appreciate your interest in what we're doing with name 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 image and likeness with college athletes yes so uh, first of all uh, so what exactly does that title mean so uh, it's marketing basically so my background is I've spent my entire career in sports and sports marketing representing brands and how you think of them what's your perception of them what do they do that makes you interested in them, not interested in them, want to want to buy their product, not want to buy their product, you know, talk trash about them on social, support them on social, whatever it is. So brands from ranging from Gatorade to uh, uh, Chevy to Papa John's Pizza to Pizza Hut Pizza to uh, a bunch of different kind of consumer facing brands and recently made the move over into sports betting because I think there's not a more exciting category for sports fans and as a sports marketer than this one because it's so new here in the u.s here's something that has been very very prevalent all around the world plenty of other places australia the uk throughout europe where sports betting has been legal for a long time and now it's new here in the u.s so to enter that uh, for what i like to do which is kind of connect with fans give them unique experiences enhance your sports watching and viewing experience uh, it's an expi it's exciting category, and so my role is to help you become more familiar with MaximBet, and at some point when you're of age, to be able to, uh, and you and you do want to have a little skin in the game when you're watching your favorite team, to be able to pick MaximBet as that brand you're doing it with. Alrighty, so MaximBet, uh, and by the way, just so that we're all clear, MaximBet is only one uh, part uh, book name under this whole group called carousel um how long have you actually been with that whole group or yeah all of that it, yeah it's been started this summer so it's been a few months and carousel group like you said it's an international kind of global platform that operates multiple sports betting books so around the world it's sort of the platform the engine the technology that allows the the sports betting process to work and then the brand that's that's live in the in the US is called Maxim Bet and that's a partnership with you know Maxim magazine or Maxim the media publishing company that you might have some familiarity with you certainly didn't grow up with it but it's a massively well-known well-respected sort of men's lifestyle publication and, and media group and we we've, we've licensed that name to uh, bring awareness around the sports book yeah, that's actually one of the questions I was going to ask, because of the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, they're doing it. Maxim? Wait, Maxim and sports betting. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's mm -hmm. that's definitely not what I was expecting. No, yeah, and, good point. And, and I think, but, but when you think of Maxim, you do think of it being targeted or geared toward young males. 
and we think of who really gets into sports and, and uh, you know, our sports loving sort of times your life continues your whole life. But when you start building your real fandom and your allegiance to teams is that young male sort of period of your life. So the brands do fit well together for, for sure. Sports betting, Maxim and Maxim Bet, it makes sense from who traditionally Maxim Bet has targeted and been successful with. So from that point of view, it's definitely a, a really good match. Yes. So Maxim Bet uh, went live about a month ago in the state of Colorado. Um, and then there's this national expansion uh, plan. There's also that partnership with Caesars that you had mentioned or at least alluded to earlier. Why was Colorado the first state to go live? Uh, Colorado is, is a pretty progressive state. You can tell by some of the other laws and things that, they're, that are allowed in that state. They're very progressive. So they're one of the, uh, one of the states and, uh, that really made sports betting accessible to as many uh, sports betting platforms as possible. So access there was, was accommodating to what we were trying to do. So it was a great state. Uh, we got a license. You have to do it through a casino. Uh, you can't just like launch a sports bet. You have to, or a sports book. You have to have a a, a a casino partner to do that, and we were able to line that up and launch a sports book, like you said earlier. This, or actually, it's October now, so yeah, just last month. Mm-hmm. So um, you go live in Colorado, and then it's about. I think this was maybe a week ago. This was announced. Um, these NIL partnerships. So. First of all, just before I get into actually asking about that, why NIL partnerships as a marketing strategy uh, to try and push uh, to market the brand just in general? Well, the beauty of today's marketing world is is the access that and the availability that as that we have as marketers to young influencers. So it's everything from TikTok to Instagram to uh, traditionally you had to kind of rely on from the athletic side, you had to rely on professionals or even retired athletes to promote your product or to appear at events or, you know, or, uh, you know, essentially to wear your gear, whatever it might be. And, and the NIL deal through the NCA is long overdue. It's long overdue. It's been absolutely a travesty that it hasn't been made available. Just your, It's not asking the athletes to be paid to go to that college. They are just leveraging their names for the benefits that someone that wasn't an athlete would be able to do. If you're a famous TikToker and you want to make money at, while you're in college by posting TikToks or Instagram videos or YouTube series or whatever it is, you can do that. The only ones excluded from the ability to do that have been student athletes. And they're you know, that's where the popularity comes from so many schools is obviously on the performance of the student athletes. So we're, we're big proponents of it. We believe in it. We're, we're happy to see that it is now available. And as you look at what we specifically did in Colorado, this is really an opportunity to connect in the community. We're new in the community. We want to and will operate locally. And so we want people to understand that we support their local athletes and their local teams. Okay. And it's a specific target, by the way. It's female athletes. Um, the over 21 is a given. You really have to do that. Um, yep. Why was it specifically targeting female athletes as the influencers when Maxim is really targeting uh, young men? Yeah, well, females right now from a NIL perspective haven't, what we believe, uh, probably deserve an even greater share of the opportunities. And we looked around... Uh, the state of Colorado and all the NCA universities at Division One and Division Two and Division Three, and sort of looked at the mix of deals that that had been 
that have been made so far and there weren't many with female athletes and we wanted to sort of even that playing field and it felt like the perfect place for us to begin was with female athletes. They're very influential. They're very, uh, uh, their impact on a brand or anything that you're promoting is strong and so it just felt that the match was perfect for us and it felt the, the right way for us to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I go to LSU, like we have the one like the most influential collegiate athlete with the most followers. And like she, mm-hmm. I've mentioned her multiple times is like, this is why you like, it isn't just for like football basketball players and basketball and players. Mm-hmm. It's anyone can leverage these. So yep. what are, I've seen like kind of general idea of what the deal is, but I'm not exactly certain. So when someone reaches out, when an athlete reaches out, um, what are they being offered? They're being offered cash, uh, which we, we, we've announced as $500, yes. as well as merchandise. So it could be t-shirts, backpacks, headbands, sunglasses, socks, uh, uh, plastic cl- cups to keep in your dorm room or your, your apartment, whatever your living situation is, just merch from MaximBet. And then uh, invitations to our parties. Maxim is known for throwing some of the greatest parties and most cool experiences you can imagine. And one of our first experience that, that we're having as a company is Halloween weekend in Denver. And every student athlete that signs up for this program will receive an invitation to that party. It'll be headlined by a major, well, nationally known DJ. It'll have all other celebrities there, a bunch of experiences and things to win. It's going to be a heck of a party, and they, they receive an invitation to that event. Okay, yes. And I'm also aware that um, the best performing athletes, I think, will get some sort of bonus. Um, has that been really finalized as to what that's going to look like, or is that still in the process of getting worked out? Uh, in a way, I, I think there's a little, it's a little fluid, but it's also, we understand how we're going to define it for the most part. So it's ever of, you know, after the course of four months, which is the term of the, of the partnership, uh, whoever gains the greatest engagement. So through their social shares and their videos and their content and, uh, just driving awareness around MaximBet being live in Colorado, whoever, you know, creates the greatest engagement and sort of impressions for us we'll receive a four-figure bonus like you said uh, two individuals will receive that we're excited about the return we've already seen from some of our athletes who engaged in this every day we have more and more uh, female student athletes coming in through um, our dms asking to be a part of this and, and then clearing it with their school to make sure that they can do it uh, with their uh, compliance officers and things like that. It's been awesome. It's The response has been outstanding and we can't wait to see them really begin to share our story. Yeah, and in fact, that's one thing that I've been really interested in is considering Colorado being one of the few states where you don't have that conflict of they don't outright ban students from uh, engaging in it in state law. No universities that I know of um, have that outright ban. So how is it that um, when an athlete reaches out, I'm assuming you have to go through compliance, right? Is there like a specific process? I know it's probably different for every university, but um, in general, what do you have to go through in order to make sure that partnership uh, works? Like I said, we, we are definitely allowing the student athlete to dictate that. So they understand now all schools and really at all divisions are, uh, 
contacting and sort of educating their student athletes on what's required if they are going to enter into an NIL deal. So the student athlete leads that. They go talk to their compliance officers. They let them know what the terms of the deals are and how it's going to work. And if that school deems that to be a, a uh, not a conflict on their end, then the student athlete engages in it. And this will become, a lot of states just haven't ruled on it. A lot of universities haven't ruled on it. They don't know how to really handle these things yet. So we're going to be very um, open and aggressive to this as we uh, emerge in other markets and other states. And we think this is just an awesome opportunity and a way to give back to the student athlete and to connect in our communities. Yes. Now, one place I know that has been a problem is the University of Colorado. So uh, from what I had read, the University of Colorado has a university-wide for their athletics department. They have a sponsorship uh, through PointsBet. And mm -hmm. so um, how is that being worked out? Have there been any problems with um, like Colorado athletes reaching out and then not being able to execute the deal or just how has that worked? Uh, yep. Not yet, not yet, there hasn't been a conflict. So, I mean, you bring up an amazing point. So, <laughs> the, the school can sign a sports betting partner to a multi-million, multi-million dollar, multi-year deal uh, to be an official partner, to have signage, do things around the athletic department, certainly at the stadium and arenas and things like that. But the student athlete for the longest time wasn't able to do this. This is like kind of the some of the issues that people have with what hasn't been allowed or is allowed. So we have been contacted by several female student athletes at both uh, the University of Denver, which also has a sports betting partner, and Colorado, very interested in getting involved. And the school hasn't ruled with them yet on, is this truly a conflict and can they not do something with Max and Bet? We're here waiting for them if they can't. We understand if they cannot. Uh, there's obviously, it's not, there's a lot of schools in the state of Colorado. We have 16 different schools that we can work with. So we would like to be inclusive of everyone. And if they are allowed to do it from a school perspective, even better for, for them. And, and obviously we'd, we'd welcome them. Yes. Alrighty. Now this is where I think I want to address the main thing that I had addressed when I talked about it the first time. And it's the whole, so for me, personal opinion, I find that there's already, you kind of get to a bit of an issue when a team is sponsored by a book, but I think that that one's not that, it's, it may be a little bit of a gray area, but I think it's like, okay, individually, that can be worked out. In England, for example, they've said, no, that's not fine, and that any teams that have a jersey sponsorship with a betting company have to change that by 2023. Yep. Now, when you get to athletes, that's where I feel like it just gets into this really murky area when it comes to you have a gambling partnership with someone who could theoretically be taking place in an event on which like, they can gamble on it. And especially with the NCAA, like there has been a long history. While that's not shown up recently, there's a long history yep. of point-shaving scandals. You go back to the 1940s and 50s with CCNY, uh, which ended up spanning not just CCNY, all the way to the Midwest with Bradley. You had Tulane in the 1980s, which was such a major uh, thing that they ended up shutting down their own basketball program for an entire season. And then in the 90s, you had the Arizona scandal where 
I believe it was Arizona, if it wasn't, it was Arizona State, where there were two players that were so actively involved in a point-shaving scandal that the line on one of their games moved because there was so much action on it. And so I just feel like when you start getting active partnerships with athletes, there comes into these ethical questions. And I was wondering, how has how would you address that? Well, responsible gaming is vitally important to our entire industry, especially as it emerges in a new market. I think there's lots to be learned from some of the trials and ups and downs that have been uh, witnessed everywhere or in other places. And so how you do that and how we do that is critical in how that obviously is, is, is how we responsibly are able to do this. So that's why in this first deal, there's no, there's no swipe up, there's no uh, r- greater incentive for that athlete to be driving ex- their followers directly into our experience and setting up accounts and registering for us because we don't want to put anyone in that spot, especially the student athlete. So the request isn't for them to be, you're only going to be paid or rewarded based upon how many people swipe up from your experience or, or visit a website that you've directed them to to be able to sign up for us. That's not a how we're looking at this deal. We're looking at just rewarding the student athlete for entertaining us all. It's why we love sports. It's to watch athletes. And so this is our way of rewarding them. And like I said earlier, this is our way to really feel and, and impact and be a part of the Colorado community. So uh, the education is going to be there. It's going to continue. Uh, the, the importance for us is not at all about exactly how many people are they driving to our platform, but it's, you know, our, our brand is an entertainment brand and the athletes that we all enjoy watching are the ones that bring in that entertainment. So we're going about it from that angle. Okay. So with that, then I guess that brings up the question of with those bonuses, how are you measuring, um, engagement so is that just driving people to maxim as a brand or is it driving them to maxim bet specifically considering you are having them put that bet on the end of it like it's not just a partnership with maxim the brand it's maxim bet the brand and sportsbook yeah so it's more like uh, for simplest terms it would be to follow us on a social channel or to receive gear of your own or to attend one of these parties yourself like it's always one step removed from getting into the to the actual wagering is is anything that we would be doing with with uh, the student athlete influencers so hey follow maximet for a chance to win a trip in a lamborghini at, you know if you win the contest that we'll have or something like that or follow maximet in order to win a $250 gift card to the best steakhouse in Denver. Or, uh, you know, comment below to receive merchandise just like I'm wearing or to receive a ticket to the party that they are promoting. Uh, It's not go into the site and register to sign up. So those are all things we're very conscious of. It's important for us. It's it's vital. It's fundamental uh, to who we are as a company. And, and, those are were, were factors as we work through this campaign and idea. And I think as you've seen it come to life and certainly the response that we've seen, people recognize that we're coming at it from an angle of supporting the student athlete and not just about driving and pre- driving people into our experience. Okay. So this is Colorado now. Are there any plans to try and expand the idea of using uh, 
Max and Bet NIL deals in other states. I know that probably wouldn't happen until, of course, the book is set up, but still. A thousand percent. So we are we are approved and have market access in five other states, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, and what am I missing? Iowa, Indiana, well, whichever. That That's the ones. That, oh, New Jersey. New Jersey is the sixth. So... Uh, as those states and those universities make their rulings on name, image, and likeness, we'll be at the doorstep uh, to, to partner with uh, the right program, the right school, the right student athlete, whatever the, the right way for us uh, to operate as a, as a local partner in that community, we'll do so. Okay. And um, I guess, are there also going to be plans to expand this out, just not just for female athletes, but for uh, male athletes as well? Yep, definitely. We've we've already heard from from some in Colorado, a couple of a couple of quarterbacks at some of these universities said that they love what we're doing and they want to get involved. We're surprisingly um, schools uh, outside of the state of Colorado. We've had a lot of athletes that have asked to be a part of the program already. So uh, certainly, it'll it'll expand beyond um, at some point. More than likely, we'll respond. We'll uh, expand beyond just the female athletes. But right now. For, for the state of Colorado and the way that we saw deals coming together in that state in particular, uh, this was a perfect path for us. Hmm. Well, I mean, that really answers a lot of the questions I had had about this, um, especially that ethical concern. I think it's really important. And espe- especially for this one, I feel like as long as there is that one step removed, that has to be a major factor because of just how much of a can of worms you can open from that. And I mean, yeah. So yeah, I really think that's gonna do it. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to do this. Yeah, so I'd love to just get your perspective now that you know you, you, you talked really well about it and obviously you, you had a point of view of just seeing the news and now getting into the um, weeds of it a little bit more understanding the positioning and where we are as a company and what our purpose is and those things you know what's your opinion on just perhaps even more broadly sports betting and its arrival in the u.s and then as it relates to potentially there's there's a lot of things that max and bet will be doing and you'll be seeing a lot of news from us but as it relates to the news that we made around the nil in colorado what are your thoughts now so for me i think that one really good to see that it is at least intended because and I'm the type of person who's like um it's intended to do this it has to do that though so the the first thing is I do like hearing that the intention is to always keep it one step removed but as long as that intention is followed through that then it'll be fine but and I'm always worried about this because of all the things that are sketchy, one of them is gambling. Gambling is one of the sketchiest industries. Yes, it's being opened up, but you are still talking about a massive amount of cash flow coming off of something that can easily be fixed. We've seen match-fixing scandals in so many different countries. Italy had an entirely enormous one in Serie A in 2005, which caused Juventus, one of the, the most famous club in all of Italy, to be relegated to Serie B. Um, because they were just in cahoots with a bunch of everyone, um, all over match fixing. Uh, like there's that, uh, tennis, uh, boxing. In fact, just recently it came out that a bunch of matches at the 2016 Olympics were fixed. And so 
That's why I'm always really, really concerned about sports betting because there is just so much sketchy stuff that can go on with it that even when you make it legal, you can still have those problems. I do think that it's a great thing that because it's becoming so much bigger, there's so many more eyes on it, which means there's a lot more people that are going to look at it. There's a lot more people that are going to make sure that integrity is followed through so that you don't have what my prediction was, which that, and I still have that small feeling that there might be a match-fixing scandal at a, sm- a couple of small Division One universities if and only if this is not looked at and done, and done carefully. So I feel like if this is done carefully, if it's done on a smaller scale, which this really is a good idea to do this on a smaller scale, having that limit of okay, um, and making sure of just checking everything, it's, it's care. It's mm-hmm. care. And it's concern. And as long as that's kept at the forefront, I feel like it's going to end up working perfectly. It's going to just be a bit of fun. And um, as well, I think that maybe one of the other steps, and this is just an opinion of mine, is that maybe uh, setting up ways for, since it is gambling, you need to have people who are going to be dealing with addiction. And so I feel like uh, having a lot more education for that, for not only athletes, but just in general, uh, is very important. Definitely, yeah. We, you know, that that just could we could we could spend another time talking about all of that. But we're one of the few brands that are that have launched in the U.S. that has a specific uh, program in place for betters ages 21 to 25. That we we place limits on their bets. We have routine calls with anyone that fits that age demographic because we understand. Uh, they're probably in many cases betting for the first time. They're just getting into the industry. Are they setting limits? What do they understand about it? How do you go about uh, assuring that you're not getting in over your head, you know, at any point and certainly early on if this is something, an activity that you are participating in? So we're one of the few brands that have that that's alive in the U.S. So recognize all those things. Those are great things. And we love all those things like that is that is core to who we are. That's core to our purpose and, and what we represent as a brand. So I think you'll you'll see that communicate a lot more in our marketing than maybe you do on some of the others, you know, which are more about, you know, win this, you know, deposit this, win a million dollars, which kind of just gives you this hope of, of being able to get rich off of this. And I think you'll see us approach the category much differently. Yeah, and I think that if that approach gets, that general approach, which I do really, I really think that that kind of approach, just having that more humanistic thought to it is going to be great. Well, uh, thank you for this. This was a really good conversation. Um, Yeah, uh, to finally get to hear it from the side of someone who's actually working in not only you know, sports betting, but also name image likeness. Uh, Definitely a really interesting and new perspective that I think it's definitely at least refined my viewpoints on it so I can see where there's like, okay, I can see that. I could, that's really important. So uh, thank you once again. Um, Awesome, Ben. It was great to meet you. I appreciate it. Keep up the podcast. Just keep it going. I love what you're doing and thank you for having me on as a guest. Alrighty. Thank you. And so, uh, once again, I've been Ben Schluter. This has been a Goal to Go special. And until next time, bye-bye.